Hey girl, welcome to the Empower Her podcast, where we are all about taking purpose-driven action toward building lives we really freaking love. My name's Keisha, and I'm a saucy 29-year-old who left the corporate world to go on to build a seven-figure online business. But most days, I still feel like I have no clue what I'm doing, but I'm obsessed with the process of us getting to figure it out together. We've got epic guests, incredible stories, tips, and tricks to help us get out of our own way and unapologetically make some moves. So girlfriend, let's do the damn thing. Hey girl, I'm so excited that you're here. This episode is going to have some juicy nuggets that I think are going to be really impactful. And I mean, I titled it Joyride because I wanted to have some freaking fun. And I know that joyrides can sometimes mean like stealing cars or doing something sketchy. Obviously, I mean a joyful ride through life. But here's the catch. When I think of a ride, I am not picturing us like cruising down the freeway at 75 miles per hour on cruise control in a convertible with our hair like blown in the wind while Taylor Swift just blasts and we're giggling or something. I'm picturing an actual ride, which to me, I think of a roller coaster, which means there's ups and downs. There's things that you can't really predict, curveballs that are coming. There's times that you're jolted a little bit. You maybe want to pee or puke. I don't know. (laughs) But I want you to find joy in the process of being on that ride despite the ups and downs. So today, we're going to dive into three components in this episode that have really helped me just find a lot more joy in my ride through life. See what I did there? All right, let's dive in. We're going to talk about number one, self-awareness. Number two, we're going to talk about your circle, like the people that you surround yourself with. And finally, we're going to talk about number three, boundaries, which honestly, I feel like are the secret sauce of life. So let's dive into number one, the first component of a joyride, self-awareness. Because honestly, if I could give you anything or any woman that's listening to this a gift, it would be the gift of self-awareness. Because I think the better that we know ourselves, the less frustrated that we get when we fumble because we can give ourselves more grace and more compassion. We love ourselves more. And the less down that we get when things do go wrong because we know how to intentionally pump ourselves up and get ourselves excited. And the quicker that we can get back up when we do fail, because girl, if you're doing anything outside your comfort zone, of course, you're going to fail sometimes. But it's because we've developed these tools and these coping mechanisms to help us get back up and do it quicker and quicker every single time. So I've got a couple of tips around self-awareness that have been really helpful for me just to get to learn myself and what drives me and what scares me and how I feel love. So let's dive into those. Number one, you've probably heard me talk about it if you've been around for a while, the Enneagram test. I will link in the show notes an episode where I had an Enneagram expert on because I freaking love this test. But essentially, I know there's so many personality tests out there. Why the Enneagram is my favorite is because it's creepy accurate, but it's also easy to remember. It's a number between one and nine that helps explain your personality and what your fears are and what your main drivers are and kind of just the why behind it. It's so interesting. If you haven't taken it, there's free tests online. You got to go take it. And when you take it, of course, you get more self-aware of what drives you and what you're scared of, which helps you build the life that you love because you can navigate your goals in a more efficient way. But also it helps your relationships because 
when you have someone around you also take the Enneagram test, then you can identify what drives and motivates them. And it's often going to be different than you. And I'll tell you, I'm a seven, which on the Enneagram is an enthusiast. And my fiance, Sina, is a three, which is the achiever. As you can imagine, the enthusiast and the achiever can go really well together because we can accomplish stuff in a fun way. But the important thing to note is what we're you know, what we're driven by in the process towards a goal is drastically different. So when we learned how we're motivated, we can play off of each other so much better and just go through life in so much more of a fulfilling way. So it helps you get self-aware, but it also helps your relationships. So that one's huge. Number two on getting more self-aware, the first component of a joyride is your love language, which is based off of the book written by Gary Chapman called The Five Love Languages. And I don't want to spend a ton of time going into them. Read the book. I think it's sold like I don't even know, millions of copies, but gift giving, quality time, physical touch, acts of service, and words of affirmation are the five different love languages. And of course, let's be real. In a perfect world, we get like all of those from the people that love us all the time, but that's just not realistic. And one does drive you more. So how you receive love is through one of these different languages. And what's interesting is often how your partner or even your best friend, or I've even had moms tell me that they've had their kids take this test, um, how they receive love might be different than you, but we tend to give love how we receive love. For example, if we receive love when someone does something for us, like acts of service, that tends to be how we give love. But our partner or our best friend or our mom or our child might not feel love that way because their love language is words of affirmation. They need to hear you say it. So if you haven't taken that test, it's so impactful. Definitely check that out. And then the final little tip around self-awareness that honestly, sometimes I'm like, what are we doing here as adults that we don't ask ourselves what makes us happy? Like when you had a really good day, what did that day involve? What were some of those components? What food makes you feel good? Not just taste good, but feel good. How much sleep do you need to feel like your highest, most functioning self? What type of exercise and what time of day? What do you like to do for fun? Who do you love being with? Honestly, just sitting down and taking some time to identify what makes us happy helps us get more self-aware. And then when we're more aware, we can actually take action to incorporate some of these components into our life so that we have a more joy-filled life. But often we get so busy going through the motions, we forget the importance of looking inward and making sure that we know ourselves as constantly evolving people so we can build lives that we love. So to tie that all up, component number one is self-awareness. The Enneagram test, the five love languages, and just asking yourself what makes you happy and what a happy day in your life involves so that you can incorporate more of that. Now, number two, the second component of a joy-filled life or a joy ride is your circle. And I could do an entire episode on this and I actually will do an episode on your circle and the people that you surround yourself with. But it's so important that you recognize that the people that you surround yourself with are legitimately who you become. Their perception of the world around them, their ideas, their mindsets, even the language that they use, their habits, their health habits, their exercise habits, their food, like what they eat, that becomes part of who you are because you're around it by osmosis. And the weird part is there's not a lot of dialogue around friendships. Like when you and a significant other break up, you can say something like, oh, it just didn't work out. But there's not a lot of language for friendships. But the truth of the matter is as constantly evolving people, 
we can outgrow friends. You can have friends that you love, but you're in a season of life where you're really trying to level up. So maybe you're not as close with them in this particular season, or maybe you're not going to be close with them for forever. Or maybe you have friends that you're really close with during a certain stage of life, but you no longer live near each other and you were friends because of proximity. And now that you don't live near each other, you're not. Totally cool. Same with jobs, all different circumstances that you could become friends with someone. But the point is of why I make this, you know, component number two of, you know, building out this joy ride that you go through life with is that we've got to be intentional about noticing whose ideas we're infusing into us. Because if you're around negative people, you're going to have to navigate negativity. Just like if you're around people that thinks your dreams are totally crazy, you might inject their ideas and their mindset and their perception of the world and what's possible into yourself and dim your light because you're afraid of upsetting them. Or you might feel crazy and throw in the towel because you feel isolated. And that to me isn't a bad thing. It's just a trigger that we can identify if we're really intentional about being aware of taking inventory on the people around us and maybe just noticing that we might need to add some new people to our life that will help us level up in our life in a particular area that matters to us. And of course, I'm not cutthroat. If you haven't picked this up yet, if you've been here for, if we're connected on social media if you're, or if you've been here for more than one podcast, you know I'm not like a screw the haters, like get the people out of your life that suck your soul like or make you want to you know, take a fork and shove it in your eyeball. I don't mean that. I just mean that you might need to create some space. And of course, it's going to involve you stepping outside of your comfort zone and doing the things you know that our parents told us not to do, like talking to strangers to meet new people, to add to your circle if you need to add new people to your circle. But you're not going to meet those people just Netflix and chilling on your couch wishing that you had a better circle around you, right? And I will also add, because this has been so impactful, and honestly, it's one of the reasons why I started a podcast, is sometimes... You can't find those people right away that are going to help you level up. And there's certain people that are like so many steps ahead of you that you need to infuse into your life. And often you can find your biggest mentors or people that you can identify as part of your circle through podcasts if you don't physically have you know a connection to them. And that's amazing. And that's just the day and age that we live in, which is so freaking powerful. But truthfully, having people around you physically is a huge, huge component of if you're going to have a joy ride through life or if you're going to feel negative or like you're playing, you know, smaller than what you're capable of. And ultimately, it's your job to believe in yourself, but to make your ride more joyful and joy filled, you got to take inventory on who you want to bring closer and who you might want to create some space from. The easiest way to take that inventory, pay attention to how you feel when you leave them whether that's a conversation on the phone or if that's in person, if someone feels like they're sucking your energy and you kind of just want to pull all the hairs out of your head or take a fork and shove it in your eyeball, when you leave them, you might need to create some space. You can love them from afar, but you can create some space. And the people that you are just pumped up and rejuvenated when you're around them, get those people around you more because that is the sign that those people need to be in your freaking life. All right, so number one, to recap, a little subtle recap in the middle here, self-awareness. Number two, your circle and taking inventory on the people around you. And number three, finally, boundaries, which I believe are the secret sauce to a more joyful ride through life. Because I really do not believe in balance or the buzzwords of work-life balance. And I've been, I've spoken on panels before, like, Keisha, what do you think about work-life balance? I'm like, I don't believe that it exists, but I do believe in boundaries. And when I gave up on this balance idea, I got really damn good at boundaries. And when I say boundary, what I mean is simply just 
a structure that determines what will exist and what will not exist. And we create it in our lives, whether intentionally or not intentionally, although I would encourage you to be as intentional as you can in your relationships, in your business, in your health and fitness goals, whatever it may be. Boundaries do look different for everyone, but I think being able to navigate this well will help you from getting burnt out on your life and chasing for your bigger dreams. And while I do think that happiness, like thinking what feels good and like what feels right is a great compass for your life, I think it's kind of difficult with boundaries to determine where a boundary needs to be put unless you ask yourself the question, what's annoying me right now? Right? So I'll give you a couple of examples. One in business, and then I'll give you one like in a relationship just so I can connect with you kind of with whatever's going on in your world. I have a business and I mentor a lot of women in my business. And I was finding myself really early on when I was building this online business that I was getting frustrated with these women texting me questions about business when I wasn't working. Like I had set the boundary or what I had thought I had set the boundary that I wasn't working at certain times so I could be unplugged. So I didn't feel like I was always on, but I hadn't communicated that boundary or made, made them realize that it was an actual boundary. And it was a little bit ridiculous for me to get frustrated or mad at someone else for overstepping a boundary that they didn't even know existed and that I hadn't really set because I hadn't communicated it. So I decided to communicate to these women that I mentor, which if you're in a manager, like a managerial role, this is so important too, um, that they could ask me business related questions at any time, but only through email or Facebook messenger. So then I could go on Facebook or my email on my time and answer those questions versus a text message just felt a little bit too invasive for me. And I didn't feel like I got to have that unplugged time that I knew I needed to be a happy person. Because again, back to number one, I was self-aware that I needed to have unplugged time if I wanted to be in this line of work. So as soon as I communicated that boundary, I felt so much happier, honestly. And I wasn't frustrated anymore because I love answering the questions. I just wanted them in a place that I could answer them where I didn't feel trapped by or overwhelmed by questions. Another example, if you don't, you know, aren't in a managerial role or aren't building a business that might hit home with you is in your relationship with a significant other or with a friend. Sometimes when you're moving really fast, going through life, we forget to get on the same wavelength with our people. And for Sina and I, I'll give an example of my fiance and I, we were moving really fast. Like his career was taking off and mine was taking off and we're like going through the motion so quickly. And what was supposed to be our main priority of our relationship felt for a second there like it was taking the back burner. And I realized, wait, oh, no boundaries are set around this of when we're off or when we're on. So we set a boundary and we decided that we needed a nighttime routine. And it was Honestly, really important that we did that because we had a legit morning routine, but we needed an unplugged nighttime routine. So we implemented a nighttime walk with our dog, Lizzie, without our phones. So on weeknights, we're walking with our dog unplugged. And now we've got this guaranteed unplugged time where we can chat and reconnect. And the boundary is set that we aren't available to anyone else besides each other during that time. So ultimately it just goes back to that number one of self-awareness, figuring out what you need for you to be happy, what your boundaries need to be, because it's going to look different for everyone. So to recap, because I like to give you a rundown at the end, because I realized that was so much information, but I really want you to have a life that you're obsessed with. And I just love that we're connected. So I just want to share anything that could be helpful for you. So three components, quick rundown. Number one, woo woo, self-awareness, because when we're aware, we can actually do something about anything that's bothering us in our life. And when we're aware, we can also incorporate more things into our life that bring us 
happiness because we're aware of what actually makes us happy because we're taking time to ask ourselves, what does a good day involve? We're doing things like the Enneagram test and figuring out our love language so we can just get more self-aware of what we need. Number two, our circle. As Trent Shelton, who was on the podcast, and that was a really popular episode if you haven't listened to it. I'll link that in the show notes too. But he said, if your friends are contagious, do you want what they have? Oh, (laughs) that's important, right? It's important that we take inventory on how we feel after a conversation or, you know, hanging out with someone in person and recognize that some people in our life need to be brought in closer and given more of our time because we love how we feel and we love how they help inspire us or motivate us to grow. And some people, we can love them from afar, but they might need to be kept at an arm's length distance. And that's totally cool too. And number three, boundaries. Boundaries over balance all day or a day because we can't get frustrated by someone overstepping a boundary that we haven't even told them exist. So we've got to set those boundaries and make sure that we're really intentional about how we're spending our one shot on this planet here, right? And at the end of the day, it is our job to make our ride through life more joy filled. It's our job to believe in ourselves, not anybody else's, but we can be intentional about who we're putting in our circle, how self-aware we get, how intentional we are about uplifting other people around us by being our most authentic version of ourselves and creating some space for them to be their most authentic selves too, because of how we show, show up in the world. So buckle up, girl. This is going to be one hell of a ride, but holy crap, it's going to be worth it. Until next time. Thank you so much for listening. If you love this episode, I would so appreciate it if you share with your girlfriends or better yet, post it on Instagram stories and tag me. Then I can personally say thank you for helping me get this message out there. And if you didn't vibe with it, just keep that to yourself. I'm kind of new here. Still trying to figure it all out. Talk to you soon, girl.